Welcome back to season two of the Ring Back Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Angelica Chulo. And on this podcast, we talk about all things femininity, masculinity, relationships, how to reach your highest self, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bring Back Feminine podcast. And if you're a new listener here, welcome. It's so nice to meet you. I'm your host, Angelica Chulo, and on today's episode, I have this amazing human joining me today. Her name is Emily Dini, and we will be exploring and talking about the different signs that women may be stuck in their masculine energy and sharing tips on how to shift to their feminine energy. But before we get into all that, I just want to share a little bit of Emily's background. So Emily Dini is an inspiring coach and she is determined to help women attract healthy love. She has knowledge and expertise in areas of relationships, dating, self-worth, femininity, and more. And she encourages her clients to focus on building their inner confidence as the foundation for achieving lasting love. Emily has such a warm personality and creative approach to coaching that she ensures a truly special experience for those looking for their happily ever after. She enjoys exploring new ways to help her clients create their dream relationship while igniting a spark of joy in their lives. I had such a great time speaking with Emily and recording this episode, so I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Now let's begin. Okay, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for making the time. Of course. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Yeah. Um. Okay. So first, can you tell my lovely listeners what you do? Absolutely. So my kind of uh, my little like tagline is I help women attract healthy relationships, healthy love by healing their self-worth. And so femininity ties into that a lot. Um, and I'd be happy to talk more about that as we chat today, but definitely the two are connected. And so that's kind of where femininity has come into the picture for me when helping women with their self-worth. And how did that journey start for you? Because I feel like everybody has a story and I love hearing everybody's stories. Yes, definitely. And I knew you were going to ask me this and I was kind of laughing to myself, trying to figure out like a good way to sum it up because my arc wasn't like boss babe to like trad wife I feel like a lot of a lot of women take that where they're like super hustle grind like very hyper masculine and that really wasn't my journey um my awareness of feminine and masculine started when I actually began dating a men's dating coach (laughs) and Yeah, it was very interesting. He was not someone that I necessarily like would endorse today. And he's actually not coaching anymore at all. Um, He was a little more like helping guys learn how to like learn game and like hook up with women and things like that. So very different. (laughs) Yeah, very different from like who I am and what I stand for and all those things today. But he was my introduction to feminine and masculine, although he was very much kind of a wounded masculine, not the healthiest version. Um, But nonetheless, when we started dating, he brought to my attention that I was showing up in my masculine in certain ways. Um, But in hindsight, 
now that I have a deeper awareness, I can recognize that I never was the super masculine girl. I like can look back at relationships previous to that one and recognize like, oh, I was a little more in my feminine here and there. But what caused me to start showing up in my masculine in that relationship was because my inadequacies started coming up. I started trying to overcompensate. And so that's actually a thing that a lot of women do. That's really where a lot of the masculine tendencies come from, where we're trying to um, prove that we have value, prove that we're good enough. And so practically what this looked like for me was realizing that he really knew how to date, at least in the ways that his approaches. <laughs> he had a ton of experience dating and I knew that he had been on a, on a lot of dates with a lot of different girls. Um, and I felt like I need to show him that I'm different. I need to prove that I'm not like all those other girls in order for him to want to be with me. And so I ended up trying to plan all these things for us to do, like plan all these dates for us. I really took the lead, which was never something that I had really done before because I was like, oh no, maybe I'm not good enough for him. Like maybe he won't want to be with me. Um, I have to prove that I'm good enough because, you know, he could get with all these other girls. And so that led me to um, experiencing a lot of anxiety in that relationship. And then I started working with a coach shortly after that point. And um, the journey really was through self-worth and then kind of came full circle coming back around to femininity. Um, and yeah, kind of like I said, a lot of the reasons that we show up in our masculine is because we're trying to prove ourselves or trying to, you know, achieve to show that we're good enough, different things like that. So yeah, that's a little bit about how I got here. Well, thank you for sharing. Um... Yeah, I know. I know what it feels like to overcompensate and feel like you're not good enough. And, you know, it has nothing to do with you. It has more to do with them. So you will spend a lifetime in anxiety and depression feeling like, oh, why was I never good enough for this per person? Why didn't he love me? Why didn't he change for me? It's because it wasn't you. It was definitely them. And yeah. definitely overcompensating. I, I did that before. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing too, is like when we don't have the groundedness or the realization that we deserve better, we try to like get them to change for us rather than like, okay, if I really know my worth, I'm just going to walk away from someone like that. Yeah. yeah. That comes from that. That does. It is a whole journey because I feel like everybody sets boundaries for themselves. And then they meet this guy that they think is the one and he's highly desirable and he has everything going for yeah. him. And then the boundaries just, you know, they start falling off. Yes. 100%. And it's so funny because like for me with that relationship, and that was a few years ago, I had all these like standards for myself. And at that point I was like, I'm never going to have sex until I'm married. That was like totally my standard. And then I ended up going back on that for this guy because I thought that he, he like checked every box on my list and I just like put on blinders. And really it was because, yeah, I was like, well, I'm going to have to compromise because maybe I don't feel like someone will actually stick around and, you know, respect the things that I want. Like I didn't feel like I deserved that. And I didn't even know until I was put in that situation. 
Yeah, well, the topic that I want to discuss with you actually is signs that you are stuck in your masculine energy mm. and then and how to shift back into your feminine energy. So that's the topic I want to discuss. But yeah. the first question is what, like before we start that, but what is the common myth about being in your feminine and what does it really mean to be in your healthy feminine energy? Mm. Yeah, so I think there are a lot of kind of myths about being in your feminine, but I do think a common one is that being in your feminine is like you're passive and like you basically don't have a voice or don't have a say. I think that's a big reason. I think that one as well as that you're weak, that, you know, oh, femininity is weak. I think those are two big ones that kind of deter people from wanting to delve into like femininity. And so as far as passivity, that's really wounded feminine energy. So if we think about the healthy feminine, that's your expression. You are in touch with your voice. You're in touch with what you need and you express and then the masculine is, you know, kind of the doing or um, the action behind that. So like in a, in a healthy dynamic, you know, you are expressing when something doesn't make you feel good or when something um, goes against a boundary that you have. And then if the guy is in his healthy masculine, he's going to respect that or he's going to take actions to basically carry out the wishes or the desires that you've expressed, you know, so long as they're healthy and reasonable. And obviously there's, you know, compromise and things that come up with that, but that's a big one. And then yeah, I think just this idea that being in your feminine makes you weak. And first off, we all have some feminine and masculine in us. We all have, you know, that capacity and we all have access to those things. But I think we th people will think of feminine as weak when it's actually a different kind of strength. And so we might think of our masculine more as like physical or mental strength. And again, women still have access to being physically or mentally strong. And then our feminine is more like vulnerable strength. It's more like being able to, um, for example, if you go through something really difficult and then you have the ability to actually remain soft after that, how much more internal strength does that require than like, okay, I've had a bunch of bad experiences with guys and now I'm just going to close off. I'm just going to harden. The walls are up. Not that that's an easy thing to, to live out either, but that's the default versus actually going through the difficult things and then softening again and opening. That requires so much strength to be able to be vulnerable in that way. And so they're just different kinds of strength. Mm -hmm. That's... That's so true. And I always tell women, I actually made a post on my Instagram page because I feel like when I say like men take on like the leadership role and women are like submissive to somebody they trust. And I feel like a lot of people may have interpreted that as, oh, so I'm weak and I don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. It's just like, no, you just more or less, it's like if you trust the person that you're with and he's in his masculine and he guides you and he does, he makes decisions for what's best for you and like the family. It's like, you're kind of more or less able to turn your brain off and trust mm -hmm. his guidance. Now, that doesn't mean a woman becomes a doormat or a yes girl or just mm -hmm. is always quiet. 
and I always encourage women it's like it's how you disagree like you know it's like you still have to say it in a very respectful way without taking on their leadership role or without emasculating them but every time your gut feeling or your intuition is telling you something every time you feel uncomfortable every time they make you feel some kind of way always speak up always speak yes. up because if you are not speaking up you are actually suppressing your feminine energy and you are going to start resenting the partner yeah. that you're with and then you can't relax in your feminine energy so i always encourage women like being feminine doesn't mean to be weak it's you have your own superpower and when you need to speak up you have to speak up just do it in the most respectful way that you can that still honors your feminine energy and i tell and i tell them i'm telling you the man that you're with if he's in his masculine energy and he wants to make you happy he will reconsider his decision he will apologize and he will respect you more for it because you are mentally and emotionally challenging him or saving him from something because your intuition was talking to you and a woman's intuition is way stronger than a man's intuition so definitely a good point there so my next question would be how can a feminine woman effectively communicate that she is not happy with something or she doesn't agree with her partner's decision without stepping into her masculine energy or emasculating him. Can you give me some examples? Ah, oh, 100%. And yeah, I love this stuff because this is, you know, people will talk about like feminine embodiment, but you're like, but what does that look like? What do I actually do? <laughs> and so a big part of this is really using um, feeling statements. Uh, there are so many ways you can do it, but like just a kind of like your training wheels that you can try on is using I feel statements. And so you don't want to use the terminology of like you make me feel or you made me feel because that is coming across as really blaming. And for most people, when they feel blamed, they're all of a sudden like they're not going to listen to you. You know, they're, they're already getting defensive or even if you're right, their shame is coming up rather than like them being able to actually just listen to what you're saying and not making it about them. So you want to go with more, I feel when, for example, like, Hey, when you didn't respond to me for like three days, I felt really uneasy. I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, I just kind of wondered, you know, what's your communication style like? I know we've recently started dating, so I'd just love to know, um, you know, what your expectations are. And then you find out like, he's not a big texter. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I actually would really love to text a little bit more. I love the time when we're together, but I tend to be someone who also enjoys communicating a little bit more in the meantime. How does that sound to you? And so you're kind of, one, you're not telling him, we have to communicate this much amount. Uh, I need you to text me every single day. It's like a discussion. And so you're giving him, one, the opportunity to realize what's going to make you feel good. And then also the freedom to decide to do that, which is a lot more fulfilling to the man than being like, you have to do this. And if you don't, then you know what, I'm out. And yeah. obviously if there are really serious issues, then there are times when that may happen. But like for something like that, you know, you're, you're just expressing, um, you can use this in like a negative way to like, Hey, I don't feel, um, I don't really feel very valued when you, um, 
gosh, what's an example? I don't feel valued when you um, like ignore me when we go out to parties. Maybe not, I don't know. Maybe I felt ignored when you talked to a lot of other people the whole night and didn't really come back and talk to me. Like, you know, things like that. So obviously apply to whatever your situation um, may be. So, you know, I felt I didn't feel. And then a really great one, if you want to encourage a behavior that you haven't yet seen, um, that you're really desiring, like if you want the guy to step up or plan more, this is where you can use the you make me feel or it would make me feel. We can use those when it's more of a positive thing because that's really playing to like the inner hero in a man where he wants to rise up. He wants to step up. Um, so like, hey, babe, like, you know, it would make me feel really special if um, if you would plan like a weekly date for us. That might be the bare minimum for some people. But for example, if he's not planning anything and you just you want to see if he's able to step up into his masculine expression is a good way to find out. Like, I would feel really loved if you would bring me flowers, you know, every so often, little things like that, like just make me feel so special. Um, and then when he does something like that, you know, encourage even the little things. So with like, you could, you make me feel, or you made me feel so loved when you brought me flowers the other day. And the thing is, if you're with a guy who maybe your, your polarity, so like the feminine masculine has been reversed for a while and you're realizing like, I want him to start doing things for me. I want him to start planning. You're going to have to compliment even the little ways he starts to step up. You know, if you're really like, I want to make this relationship work it, or, you know, maybe you realize that it won't, but if you're wanting to stay in it and just see what he's capable of, you can't expect him to go from zero to a hundred right away. And so complimenting even the little ways he starts to step up will give you a good indication about like, what's he really made of? What's he capable of? Is it possible for this to kind of shift? Those are all great points. And it's so true. It's just women want to be complimented on the little things like our looks, how we look, mm -hmm. if we cook a nice dinner, if we clean the house. And, you know, that makes us feel good and men want to feel the same way. Yeah, I always say like, women expect so much from their men but we yeah. can't do the same in reverse and mm -hmm. I was the exact same way and now every time my husband takes out the trash you know I say thank you so much for taking out the garbage mm -hmm. and I make it very well known what he mm -hmm. did you know whether it's let's say folding his shirt or paying a bill I specifically mention that so he knows not just like oh thank you for what doing everything for me I specifically <laughs> mention what it was so I acknowledge that he did it and it makes yeah. him feel good and you know let yeah. your man let your man be the hero in your life stop yeah. trying to be the hero just like let him do what he's good at because that puts him and more in his masculine energy. And that makes him feel purposeful in the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, a man can feel purposeful when he's in a successful business or with friendship, but he also wants to feel purpose when he's in yeah. his relationship with his yep. woman. You know, he wants mm -hmm. to make sure his woman is happy. That's like a check mark, you know, throughout the yeah. day. It's like, okay, made my woman happy. I feel good. Yeah. I feel like a man. I can keep my woman happy. So it's a bit, yeah. it's a big thing for them. And when it comes to, I feel statements, it's so true because I always use Mike as an example. I feel so bad for him. I always talk about him on this podcast, 
but every every time I come to Mike and I'm more like demanding and very logical based well it's like well I think we should do this because x y and z and he's like no you know he gets that he gets that defense up where it's just like no even though you may be right I'm going to say no, because I know that I'm in charge and Mm -hmm. the way, like, this is his thought process. Like, and the way you came up to me is super disrespectful and it's emasculating me. So I'm going to stay the man and I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. But if I come to him and I go, Hey baby, I just feel like maybe we can do this. And then maybe we can do that. Like that'll Mm -hmm. make me feel like really happy. And he goes, yeah, no problem. So, and I, and I always tell (laughs) women that men are definitely way more logically wired and we're more emotionally wired. So even when you guys are in an argument and you guys are going back and forth, he's hitting it from a logical base. You're hitting it from an emotional base and you guys are just not meeting because nothing is making sense. You guys are running around in circles, running around in circles. Mm -hmm. So what really helps me is a lot of the times when I have a certain issue with Mike and I confront him and I go, just go, Hey, I just feel whatever, whatever. And he hits me with the logic and I, I feel myself getting frustrated, but I go, Hey, I came to you with the problem. So I know you're probably thinking about this in a more logical way, but maybe Mm -hmm. you can put your logic aside and just meet me with my emotions. And it's definitely tone of voice helps, Mm -hmm. you know, and his armor just, you know, he takes his armor (laughs) off and he like meets me with my emotions. And he's like, you know what? A woman's emotions don't always make sense, but I made her feel this way and I love her. So I'm going to apologize and I'm going to fix it. And that works a lot of the time. And then when Mike comes to me with an issue and I'm hitting it with an emotion, it's like, wait, but you shouldn't feel that way, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, hey, babe, meet me with my logic. You know, like this happened, then this happened, and then this happened. So logically, I don't like how it happened. And I go, mm-hmm. you know what? You're you're completely right. You know, like you're right. And that solves a lot of issues for us and so definitely I feel statements for women work out to effectively communicate and stay in your feminine energy um Mm -hmm. so I also wanted to ask you so we talked about healthy feminine energy what Mm -hmm. is wounded feminine energy yeah so I think that sometimes the whole like feminine masculine thing can feel very like this is woo woo. How do we apply this when really it's just a different lens to help us figure out like what's healthy and what's unhealthy. And so when you kind of overlap those, you can see like, oh, this is like coming from a feminine place, but it's very unhealthy. So for example, like if we're thinking of kind of dividing things of like our feminine is our being, it's our expression, it's our creation. And then our masculine is our doing it's our giving um it's yeah those like are are just some of the baselines of kind of how we look at that energy um let me actually use yeah I'll use one from each um kind of realm so if you have your feminine let's say that like expression um is part of that energy so when you're expressing that can be in a healthy way and that might look like encouragement that might look like vulnerable like hey I feel this way when when this happens but then if you kind of twist that, like if that becomes unhealthy, it might look more like manipulation. 
right? So then you kind of have like, okay, there was this pure kind of energy. And then when it's unhealthy, it's more of a manipulation, um, taking advantage. Another one might be receiving. So our healthy feminine, we're able to receive and appreciate what is given to us, what is done for us. Well, then you kind of like twist that, it becomes unhealthy. It's more of like a taking or an entitlement. And so a lot of times too, well, let me, let me touch on then some examples with the masculine. So for example, the masculine, um, is giving, doing a lot of things, you know, giving. And so if that becomes unhealthy, it's often trying to earn or prove your value, your worth. Um, it might be trying to, okay, let's say doing, for example, doing, um, a healthy amount would be like, you know, doing things with your life, trying to achieve, setting goals, like a healthy drive. Then if that becomes unhealthy, it's it's striving to prove that you're good enough. Again, stri- striving to prove your worth, um, to make people want you or love you or like you. So basically, if we separate those things kind of in the realms, and then you look at like, what would this energy be if it were unhealthy? That's kind of how I explain it. Um, and so then because polarity is, you know, you think of two poles, feminine and masculine. If you find yourself, for example, giving a lot, a lot of women do this where they'll give so much and do so much for other people. And they feel like they're being taken advantage of almost a lot of times. That means you're coming from a place where you're giving to try to earn their love. You're giving, hoping it will make people like you more or love you more. And a lot of these women end up with men who are more of the takers. So you can kind of see how the polarity is still there, but the woman's in her wounded masculine and the man's in his wounded feminine. So that's kind of a a bit of an explanation. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And just to touch base for my listeners, can you explain what polarity is? Yeah. So polarity, I think I started to explain and then I got sidetracked. Mm -hmm. Polarity is when there are two poles. And so kind of like magnets or we have a North and a South pole. So feminine is one, masculine is the other. And you will tend to attract or be drawn to what is like your opposite, right? So oftentimes women who are really feminine will feel really drawn to men who are very masculine and vice versa, right? Then you may also have women who are unhealthy in a certain like, like again, or kind of the example I gave, they're actually showing up in their wounded masculine. So they're attracting their opposite pole, the wounded feminine. And so again, it can be kind of like a very like heady, but you're really just looking at like unhealthy and healthy or unhealthy behaviors and embodiments attract each other healthy behaviors and embodiments attract each other. And so if you do find like, oh, I'm attracting a lot of a certain kind of guy, you can kind of look at like, oh, am I actually showing up in an unhealthy embodiment here? Um, And again, feminine, masculine is one lens for that. Like if Mm -hmm. you're showing up in an unhealthy way, like, you know, if you're acting toxic, you're probably going to attract toxic people. It's kind of the same concept. Um, but a lot of times kind of going back to just polarity, a lot of times, if you find yourself in a situation where it seems like good men just like, aren't really attracted to you, 
that's where like you might be showing up in your masculine, right? And so you're actually kind of repelling other masculine men because masculine men don't really want a masculine woman usually Mm -hmm. they want to be the masculine in the relationship so again that's polarity they're not going to be attracted to someone who's in their same like who's the same magnet as them they're going to want to attract a different magnet definitely Mm -hmm. so that leads to my next question is what are five most common signs that a woman is in her masculine energy and can you share tips for each one on how to shift from the masculine energy to the feminine energy Okay. Ooh, five. All right. (laughs) So, okay. One is being hyper independent. Okay. So right. They're like, I can do everything on my own. I'm super capable, super competent. I can't accept help. So this is usually actually coming from a place of, um, previous bad experiences of allowing people to help you. Um, Maybe in your childhood, people took advantage of you. Like maybe you um, had the men in your life who would only do things for you with strings attached. So then it became this compensation of like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to let anyone help me because they're just going to hurt me. And so part of that really is, I think the answer to all of these is going on a healing journey. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I always say the first step is healing. Yes. I, I firmly believe that when women go on an inner healing journey, they naturally begin to return to their feminine because I think most women just are feminine at their core. And a lot of these ways we show up in our masculine are compensations for where we don't feel good enough for, you know, where we're self-protecting because of previous experiences, because of trauma. Um, but okay, I'm going to try to think practical. <laughs> so I've been going on a healing journey. Um, yeah. So if you are one of these hyper independent people, um, a first step is awareness of like, oh, maybe I like, I'm doing everything for myself and literally just beginning to, in small ways, accept help from other people or ask for help. So, you might feel a lot of resistance to that as you start doing that, because there's probably a lot of reasons you aren't accepting help currently, but take small, like bite-sized steps. Like if you are not letting anyone help you at all, maybe once a week, you're like, I'm going to intentionally try to ask for help on something small whatever that might look like in your life. So just start asking for help. That's one. Um, okay. Let's see. And so start and start receiving help. I feel like I yes. see so many times, yeah. even at the gym or just, I don't mm. know, in random places where a man mm. offers to help a woman and she's like, no, I got it. Even though it's something yeah. so small, sometimes mm. listen, I, I do got it, but I know it means so much to the man. Yeah. And I just say, yeah, sure. Like I was at the gym and yeah. this like, you know, this like father, you know, I, I, I came in late. I didn't know where, like, it was like a new gym for me. And I was, I, I was doing a gym mm-hmm. class and he saw me and I was like setting everything up, but I didn't know what I needed. And, you know, it was just like, I needed like the, the kettlebells and just like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he offered help and I could have been like, no, 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 I'm good. But I was like, yeah, right. sure. You know, and it yeah. made him feel good because there was no rejection there. I was able to receive, you know, and it's something so small and, you know, even around the house, like, listen, I can do a lot of things around the house. You know, I know that I am capable, but in my world, it's like, 
but why do I need to overwork yeah. myself when I have a man in the house that it's mm-hmm. easy for him? You know, like the groceries, I, I'm telling you, I can do it. But if I have a man that wants to help me and that makes it makes him feel good to help me, why can't I just simply ask him and then praise him after like, wow, you're yeah. so strong. Thank you so much for doing that. You know, it makes yeah. it just, I get to relax. I get to not overwork my muscles and he gets to be the hero. So it's definitely, like you said, like the small things, like even, Hey babe, can you open this water bottle for me? Like you're so much stronger. (laughs) Simple like that. And they're like, yeah, it's like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, I know it may seem like so crazy for everybody listening, Mm -hmm. but you do that. And the person will like the man that you're with or the man that's helping you will Mm -hmm. literally have the biggest smile on their face because they feel good about themselves and the more times a woman is able to do that trust me your life will get so much easier Mm -hmm. because you're like wow like I struggled carrying those grocery bags before but now I just ask my man to do it and he does it for me like that's amazing so yeah yeah it's definitely yeah. yeah yeah That's a, yeah. Thank you for saying that. I'm like, I'm like, I got to think of five and I'm like missing what's right there in front of me. So yes, I got you. What's easier than asking for help, literally accepting the help that's already right there available to you. And I want to add to that, that I think an important mindset shift that could help some women is realizing that I'm not accepting help because I can't do it on my own because I'm not capable. I'm accepting it because I actually deserve to feel so supported. I deserve to not be run thin. I deserve to feel like I'm just on this like cloud of abundance and that there is so much help and support flowing to me. So an important thing to consider because that's often the dialogue that's like the the subconscious programming that's running people's refusal to get Mm -hmm. help, to receive help. So, okay. So hyper-independence, not accepting help. Um, Another one that I kind of touched on is if you find that you are doing or giving a lot to the guy that you've just started dating. And now, obviously, when you're in a more established relationship, like you kind of figure out your roles and like, you know, like you might be cooking for him and doing like things for him, like around the house. Like I know you talked about Angelica, like you're like the boss of the home and taking care of what goes on inside. And then he's, you know, like handling other things. So obviously like you are going to do things for the person um, you're with, but if you're in those initial stages of dating and you are like showering this man with like all these gifts, just like trying to constantly do things for him, that's going to attend to attract again, the, the men who are just like, oh, sweet, cool. Like she's going to do all these things for me and I don't even have to like, I don't have to do anything. Um, and so if you find yourself in that place, you really want to get out of the mindset of I have to do to like make him like me or make him want me. And just like, I am, I am a gift. (laughs) I'm a gift as I am. Um, and when you find yourself tempted to do something for him, especially like right near the beginning, instead, like affirm him again, going back to the, like, okay, giving is more of the masculine expressing is more of the feminine so like you know like oh I was just thinking about you um 
you know, it, it was, I, I really loved spending time with you or you made me feel so seen and safe or, you know, whatever you want to say when we hung out last time. So choosing to affirm him with words instead of doing something for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Um, that's a, that's and- a, that's a really good point because I, had someone ask me being like, well, I don't live with my partner. We just started dating, but I can't cook and clean for him, you know, to show him that like, I appreciate him or I want him in my feminine energy. I'm like, listen, girl, cooking and cleaning has not like, it's, it's something that you could do for your man, but that doesn't mean you are in your feminine energy. And I was like, there's definitely other ways where you can express it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I, I always tell women like, if you're not living with the person, there's no reason why you should be cleaning and doing his laundry. Maybe you can cook dinner once in a while, but if he's not asking for a serious relationship with you, or he's not asking for your hand in marriage, there's no reason why you should be doing wifey things for a man Mm -hmm. that doesn't even know if he wants to be with you. So in other ways to express you know, your feminine energy is to just express them with your words rather than like you said, doing things. Cause mm-hmm. the woman, you are the emotional side, you know, you don't have yeah. to constantly do, do, do things to prove yourself. But I guess that goes, mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, I always was the doer because I felt mm-hmm. like in my childhood, I, my dad love him, love him yeah. to death, but it was very like conditioned love where it's like, you get into university, I'll do this for you. If you do your homework, I'll give you this. And it was very conditioned. So I was conditioned like, oh, if I do something, I'm going to get praised for it. Or my dad is going to love me more. But obviously over time, I realized that's very, very unhealthy to constantly trying to prove myself in order for someone to love me more. Yeah. Totally, totally. And yeah, I had a a different, but kind of like similar wound as well. Cause I was also the one like doing everything. And like in that relationship with the dating coach that I mentioned, I felt like I was acting like his mom at a certain point because I would cook for us a lot of times. And like, I would help him clean his house sometimes, things like that. And he wasn't in a healthy masculine. And so it definitely can actually kind of attract people who are looking for a mother (laughs) rather than, uh, rather than a woman, you know, who's, you know, going to be their lover, their partner, their woman. Um, and I think a lot of times that giving comes from the wound of feeling like you're a burden or feeling like you are kind of unwanted. So I know like for me in my journey, I had to realize that my, my inner child, you know, or me, you know, many, many years ago felt like she was actually unwanted in her family dynamic. And so my compensation became, you know, well, if I'm not wanted, I might as well be needed. I'll, I'll make use of myself. Mm. I'll make people, you know, I'll, I'll somehow give myself value if I don't inherently have it. Um, so yeah, that's, I think a big one that a lot of women feel just like they're this kind of burden or they have to have some sort of purpose Mm -hmm. in order to be wanted. Um, definitely. And And it's also, um, it's also, I feel like women 
they try too hard in the beginning stages to prove mm -hmm. that they're wifey material to a man that's not even husband material. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely like, hey, I can cook this. I can clean this. Look, mm -hmm. I'm such a good wife, you know, but it's yeah. just like, that's someone's going to receive it. A man that wants to take advantage of you, he's going to love it. He goes, oh, I don't have to be in a serious relationship with her. I don't have to live with her. She cooks, mm -hmm. she cleans, she comes over, does my laundry. Like, you know, we have- yeah you know, we have, in, you know, we're intimate together. Like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And the woman is like, wow, like I'm proving to him that I'm wifey material and better than all these girls. But what we are missing is, but you're lacking the womanly qualities. And I, mm -hmm. I was in that situation where I did all these things, but I didn't realize that I lacked womanly qualities, which was my feminine energy. And I didn't. And now thinking about it, it's like I could have done with not cooking, not cleaning, not being even intimate and just had my womanly qualities of showing a man that he's my hero and appreciation and yeah. telling you it would have made a much bigger difference. And I would have quickly understood more while still protecting myself because I was yeah. just overworked and I realized, well, I'm doing all these things and he's we're still nothing like what am I missing here like yeah I've I've all these accomplishments yeah. and I have let's say a great job I have a uh, have a nice car what doesn't he like about me and it's like <laughs> girl you lack the part where you're supposed like you lack your woman part you know because what you're showing is all masculine where you can yeah. do this you have a great job oh you earn big money so you're just showing that you're definitely more of trying to be the alpha female yeah. rather than like hey i'm the woman i receive i i can get away with not doing a lot but i can mm -hmm. also show and express my love towards you and that will make you feel 10 times more of a man so yeah 100 yeah. and that's a great point because i do think a lot of women feel like they have to do a lot to show that you know like they're a good partner and it's kind of like a, you know, messes with your brain a little bit, but you, it's, you don't, it's really not about what you're doing. It's more about who you're being. It's more about your presence. Yeah. Um, and it really does your presence when you are in your feminine, when you're embodied, when you're grounded, when you're healthy is a gift. Think about how rare that is too. Like there are so many unhealthy men and women in our culture. And I mean, we could say that for different cultures as well, but there, it, it can be hard. It can be hard to find people who really are healthy. I mean, I've had my string of unhealthy relationships and it sounds like you have too. And when you are actually like working on yourself, you are showing up just as that healthy embodiment, like that's a game changer. That's like some man is going to come along and be like, whoa, this is amazing. And you don't have to do all these things for him to see that. Okay. I need to think of a few more. I have, uh, let's see, I wrote down a couple. <laughs> I'm like trying to brainstorm. I think this would be number three and this is kind of similar, but um, sometimes archetypes are kind of helpful. So like you're showing up as the mothering kind of energy versus lover energy. Um, and so again, like, yeah, the, the mothering can be doing all these things for him or giving to him, but it's also like taking care of him. And it would be um, basically not trusting him to handle his own problems. 
So like if your man is struggling with something, if he needs help with something, you don't jump in and just do it for him or fix him, fix it for him. So I think it's kind of helpful to think about like mother versus lover where like, so first off the mother is actually in her masculine, right? She's like giving to her children, they're receiving. And so you don't want to be the mother in your relationship with your man, because then he's going to, you're going to either attract little boy energy, or you're going to kind of push him into that energy. So with the mother versus the lover, think of like, how a mother sees him struggling and she swoops in and helps him. I like to think of it as like tension. So the mother gets rid of tension. She tries to make sure everything's okay. She wants to make sure he's feeling good, that he's got everything. And then she, she does it for him versus the lover. She actually leans back when there's tension. She's like, I'm going to let you figure that out. And then if he asks me, or I even ask him, would you like my help? Would you like my advice or anything? And he's like, no, I'm good. And you're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You've got it. I trust you. Yeah. And so really kind of like building him up in that way, that's what you want to shift towards. Um, and a big one with this too, is just like in, even in small ways, affirming that you do trust, you know, his judgment, his capabilities, you like you, I trust you great one, great one, (laughs) you know, like you're in some sort of struggle and like, maybe you're lost somewhere and you're like, okay, do, do you need help? Like figuring out where we need to go? He's like, no, 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 I'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. All right. I trust you. You've got it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, versus like, no, let me help you. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, come on, you've been trying to do this for like 10 minutes now. And like very different energy. And that's going to, again, push him into that boy kind of energy rather than like, oh, he, oh, she believes in me. She trusts me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll, I'll figure something out. I have to now. Yeah. She like, she believes in me. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely um, emasculating to the man. And like you said, when it comes to like the mother and the child is every time we want to release tension from the child's life is because we, we act like the protectors and the protectors mm-hmm. are in their masculine energy. And I've done that so many times with Mike thinking, cause I, I'm nurturing too, but I'm mm-hmm. sometimes overly nurturing, nurturing to him. And I want to give him advice, even though he doesn't ask me for it. So, and sometimes I nag him, you know, when he's like sick, I'm like, Oh, you need to do this and you need to do this. You need to do this. And he goes, no, like, I don't want any of that. And I think I know what's best for him rather than him being the man, you know, that's in his thirties that knows what's best for himself. Mm -hmm. And Mike does not like, I know that he doesn't like when we're lost somewhere. And I go, should I just ask somebody where we're going? And he goes, no, no, no. Like I, I know where we're going. And I do it anyways, you know, because that's means like, oh, I don't trust his capabilities to get us where we're going. So I need to go and ask somebody else to reconfirm it. And I know that he doesn't like that either when I do that. Mm -hmm. So those are definitely good points. And it goes a long way when, you know, your man is venting and you just say, do you want to vent or do you want my advice? And they're like, I just want to vent. And I'm like, 
vent away and I'm just silent and I'm like wow like they did that like I'm really listening and I'm asking questions and I'm engaged because sometimes they just need to release that stress and then when if I'm there coming in being like well you need to do this you need to do this a being being a problem solver right away is masculine energy showing compassion and sympathy is women energy is feminine energy Mm -hmm. so that's definitely it goes a long way asking a man when he's stressed being like hey I have advice or you can just vent and sometimes he'll be like yeah give me the advice and then he'd Mm -hmm. be like okay he's open to receiving the advice rather than me just giving my advice he goes I didn't ask for it you know yeah so all good points Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought of a fourth one. <laughs> um, so you're really in your head and you're not in your body. And so this is actually a lot of women just because of like jobs, you know, working. Um, and so one way too, that this might even show up is like, you're going on dates with someone or you're, you're maybe like talking to guys on like dating apps and starting to get on dates. And you're immediately talking about like very, like mentally kind of stimulating things or you're talking about business, you know, um, things that are more traditionally masculine and it, it like, yes, those are parts of you. Great. But if you can also kind of lean back into like how you feel about those things or like, um, you know, for example, like, oh yeah, I've just been doing some work. I'm feeling, you know, a little overwhelmed, but I'm also, um, you know, I'm going to, go do some, go hang out with some girlfriends later. And I'm really excited about that. You know, like a lot about your experience, how you're feeling rather than just like all these things that you think. And so that can be one thing too, where like, if you go out with a guy and all you're doing is talking about the very heady stuff, um, sometimes, you know, he'll feel like, okay, this guy's just, or this woman is not necessarily my woman. She's like, she's maybe kind of like a business partner. Mm. (laughs) So it's like, you're kind of, um, you know, the polarity might not really, it might not be there simply because of leading with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, being in your head, kind of operating more from a heady place. And, you know, we use that in certain parts of our lives and that's fine. Um, But also you don't want to neglect like being in your body how you're feeling, actually like checking in with yourself. So I think my practical tip for that would be, yeah, one, both just like doing things to get back in your body, whether that's like exercise, you know, dancing, like different things like that, um, as well as kind of checking in with actually how you're feeling. So a lot of us will think circles around our emotions, but we won't actually feel the emotions. And if you're not actually feeling the emotions, then how can you express the emotions, whether to a man or otherwise? Um, yeah, let me think if there's a a fifth one I can think of. <laughs> um, see, I did have proving, but I think that's kind of a similar one to what we've talked about. But again, just trying to like prove that you have value. And maybe this one focuses more on like, you are on a date with a guy and you want to tell him all these things that you've achieved, all these things that you, um, you you want to try to appear really intelligent, really, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, high, like successful, all these different things. And again, it's like, those are part of you, but like, are you bringing them up because you're like 
passionate about them and because it feels really exciting and feels really um, like you feel really grateful for these different things you're doing or the experiences you've had, or is it because you want him to be impressed with you? Yeah. And that's two totally different energies that you're coming from. Definitely. I feel like women, it's like, I, it's like, I understand like you have a great job, you know, you might have a nice car, you have all these, all these accomplishments going for you, but a man, I would say that is successful. If that's like the caliber you're trying to reach, it's like, he, he doesn't care about that. It's like, mm-hmm. are you a good woman? Can you make me feel like a man? Are you going to be a good mother to our children? You know, those are the qualities that they're really looking yeah. for. They're not looking about how much money you make. It's like, I make good mm-hmm. money. You know, I don't really care, you know, more or less how much money you make. I would say, mm-hmm. I can even say that a man, you know, if there's like two women and there's like, let's say a waitress and like a CEO, And, Mm -hmm. you know, he is seeing, let's say he's going on a date with both of them. And then you have the waitress who has all these womanly qualities and makes him feel good. And she's super grateful for things. And, you know, she sees life in a different way and she's glowing and she has her inner child and she's very childlike, you know, and then you have like the CEO who's very like strong head in her masculine energy, but she runs a very successful business and she has so many accomplishments going for her, but she lacks those womanly qualities. And she can be gorgeous. She could be a 10 out of 10. He will find himself wanting to be with the waitress. And even if the waitress hasn't accomplished much in her life, he knows as a high value man, I can make something of her. You know, she might feel this way now, or she might look a certain way, but if I'm the man in her life, I can, I can rise her up. I can, you know, get her all these things and I can make her feel some sort of way. And so a high value man is not looking for like you said his business partner he's looking for a woman in his life that complements his masculine Mm -hmm. energy not the one that meets him in his masculine energy so Mm -hmm. all all very good points Mm -hmm. so yeah my next question is um can being can a woman in her masculine energy for too long negatively impact her mental health and emotional health? And how can someone, how can a woman avoid this? Yeah. So I think there's kind of a difference between like, I'm, I'm using my masculine for certain things like in business. And so that's one. And then also having like masculine armor. So I'm going to try to not forget that one, but I'm going to come back to it. So yes, like if you're in business, so like kind of like I am, I'm like, I need to make sure that I have times where I'm like going for a little break. I'm going on a walk in my neighborhood, like things like that, because 100%, if I'm sitting on my computer doing all this problem solving, which like I do actually love doing, but I'm like, I will burn myself out if I just sit in front of a computer all day, even when I'm like having sessions with clients. I'm solving their problems. You know, I am like also like, okay, I'm feeling these things with you. You know, I'm engaging feminine and masculine, but still there's a lot of masculine that I have to use to help these women overcome these problems. I have to then go like, get back in my body, take a little walk, make myself like, you know, some tea or something or some coffee that just like makes me feel cozy. Like, you know, kind of embodies the different senses, brings you back to your physical self and not just like all in your head. And so 
yes, that can definitely like being on this go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle all the time is a lot for our nervous systems as women. It just is. We can't, we can't like outsmart that. We can't like, there's no way around that. That is just how our bodies function. And so the best thing to do is just like find ways to come back to yourself, to come back to your body, you know, create um, structures that help you have time or have space to come back to yourself. You know, um, I think it's really important to have structures so that you don't end up just like kind of flying like by the seat of your pants all the time like you can feel safe you can feel kind of mm-hmm. you know rested um so yes in that regard 100% being in this masculine hustle mode all the time so hard on your body and like we could even like your your stress hormones are going to be higher that's going to mess with your like your female hormones anytime we have um higher like cortisol which is like stress that's going to throw off your hormones and really like even going from that perspective we as women are on a more or less 28 day cycle and our energy fluctuates through each phase of that cycle that's our hormonal cycle men have a 24 hour hormonal cycle. And so they can do the same thing every day. We, we can, but should we, Mm -hmm. you know, like, is that really the best thing for us? Probably not. And a lot of women like hormonal issues are a huge problem these days. And even like infertility is on the rise, all these things. And like, I would have to think at least part of that is related to being so in this hustle grind, masculine, high cortisol, throwing off our hormones, you know, or like drinking coffee for breakfast and then not eating until 3 p.m. Like all those different things, like we are not supposed to do that. So yes, the, the more kind of like lifestyle. Yes. Then there's also this element of, um, your masculine armor. And so this is where I would say you're not just like working and stepping more into like a masculine role. This is where you have all these protective layers and you remind me the question it was about if you're, um, if being in your masculine is basically harmful for you emotionally. Yeah. Mentally and emotionally. Yeah. So a lot of women are in this masculine armor actually because of mental, emotional wounds. And so it's already like, that's the result of those things. So if you're in this masculine armor where you're self-protecting, you have these walls up, you're not letting people in, you're hyper-independent, you can't receive help. um, Those are because of previous experiences childhood traumas, um, negative experiences with people you've dated that are causing you to shut people out. And when you do that, when you're operating in that way, you can't receive. And so you're not going to feel like a filled up cup. You're going to feel like you're depleted and you're giving out of your depletion and eventually you burn out. That, that's just the way it is. Or you're constantly writing that line of like, I have to, you know, do all these things. And then as soon as I'm like, like you're on that edge of one thing could, could push you off the track. Um, so yes, 
<laughs> that's more of a long-term lifestyle um, kind of thing that you really want to work on healing those things so that you can receive, so that you can experience support, abundance, um, part of even like the walls up to like, you're not going to be able to have connected relationships if you can't be vulnerable with people. And if you can't heal the reasons that you don't want to be vulnerable with people, then you're going to end up living a very lonely life. Um, you're not going to feel like anyone really knows you, um, like anyone really sees you. And that there's nothing good about that. Like th that is definitely going to negatively impact anyone who's living that. You definitely like with the generation nowadays, they think that's fine. They think like, oh, mm -hmm. well, I'm in this boss babe culture. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to be rich. And then I'll, f and they're so, they're super career driven. And then they get to this certain age where the biological clock hits and they're just yeah. like, oh, I want a man. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like I want love. I want happiness. Yeah. And then it's kind of just like you, sh you, you needed to think about that earlier on but mm -hmm. kind of what going back to what you were saying which is a great point is like a woman that I feel like is operating in her masculine energy because let's say she has to because of her work creating a great structure and a schedule where maybe you are not on back to back to back to back meetings maybe you could you know if you have 30 minutes for yourself with each meeting, yeah. if you can, to go and like you said, make some tea, eat healthy food, like go on a mm -hmm. walk. Like for me, Mike, his schedule, I look at it and it gives me like anxiety because it's just one after the other, after the other. I was like, me, my to-do list, I can have a list of 10 things to do and it'll take me a week to do them because I'll do one thing and then I'll go like get distracted. Like, oh, I want to make myself like a nice lunch or, you know, or go mm -hmm. take my dog on a walk or go sit yeah. beside the pool and I'll start getting creative again. And then I'll go back to the drawing board, you know? Yeah. So definitely having like a schedule and even your morning schedule, your morning routine is mm -hmm. super important. Like, don't wake up. If you know you have to be somewhere at nine o'clock, don't wake up at 8.30 and then rush your whole morning. You know, if you really want to, you know, be in your feminine energy, it's all about having a good routine and waking up at, let's say six o'clock in the morning, getting that workout and making a healthy breakfast for yourself, you know, like, you know, creating like a fruit juice or anything like that, that is more, like you said, like, healthier for the body because yeah. if you're not if you're not treating your body right you know your soul I always say like your soul needs a healthy place to live in yeah. and if you're just mm -hmm. always working out your brain your body is going to reach that burnout phase where it's like I'm shutting down I can't do this anymore like there's no way I can live on like this and your body will start talking to you your back yeah. will hurt you know maybe you're going to get breakouts on your face you know muscles mm -hmm. are going to be sore it's that that's your body telling you like hey you need mm -hmm. to take care of me you know you yeah. need to eat healthier you can't just like you said drink coffee and then be on your way you can only yeah. do that for a certain amount of time until your body is like i'm done like yeah i i got you for this amount of time but if you're mm -hmm. not going to focus on me i'm not going to help you anymore you know so mm -hmm. it's like you really gotta as like a woman that wants to be in her feminine energy you have to think about your mind body and your soul because 
you can look at a man's to-do list and they could check all the boxes, but they love to do that. They're wired to be mission-driven. They're wired to check all the boxes because they feel accomplished. They always need to be doing things. Even like, I would say like men that are retired, like they're always working in the yard. They're always doing something in the garage because they want to feel useful. Me, Mm -hmm. I enjoy relaxing you know I enjoy let's say like taking a bath or going on a walk or I love doing those things so I would say like for the listeners listening you know if you are in a super masculine energy because let's say your job requires you to be that way you have to be able to set your own schedule throughout the day to be like okay, I'm going to be in meetings or I'm working a nine to five. What can I do in between? Whether that's even if you're at a desk job, whether that's doodling flowers or writing in a journal or anything that makes you feel like you're in your feminine energy, you have to start doing that throughout the day. You have to start even 10 minutes, five minutes, just a little goes a long way. So you can stay in your feminine energy throughout the day and also your routine after when you come home. Are you still on the go, go, go? Or are you able to just sit down, relax, make yourself a cup of tea, think, journal, and then let's say cook dinner, do all this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know it's definitely harder with kids, you know? So I I can't obviously speak for parents because I don't know what their situation is, but if you and your partner are in like a really good relationship and you need time to be in your feminine energy, you got to communicate that with your partner being Mm -hmm. like, hey, I don't feel like I'm in my feminine energy right now. If you can just take the kids, you know, take care of the kids for like an hour so I can do something that I, you know, can do for myself, you know, that I can relax into my feminine energy and I can be a better wife to you and to be a better mother to my children. If your man Mm -hmm. obviously loves you and you explain it to him that way and he's in his masculine energy, he's going to be like, Mm -hmm. go. I don't know why you didn't ask me sooner. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that is like a hard one too with yeah, being like moms how figuring that out and one of my really good friends, she has um she has like a I think he's like 6 months and then she has like a toddler. And so that's a conversation that we kind of talk about a lot too and I think an important thing too is like recognizing that one you're going to be a better mom if you actually do have time away from your kids just refueling. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like 30 minutes or an hour. And one thing that I have had a lot of conversations with that friend about too, is like feeling like she actually deserves to have that time. She actually deserves help and that it's going to make her a better mom, help her show up more fully for her kids. If she does have the time for herself and like Maybe that's like getting a babysitter to come get some teenager to come hang out maybe at your house with you and watch the kids for like a couple hours just so that you can kind of do some of the things that you need to. So I don't think it has to be anything crazy, but just recognizing like if you are feeling this overwhelm that like you're not stuck, like there are like who in your life, you might have to get creative with it, but who in your life you know, wouldn't mind coming over and like watching the kids for a couple hours once a week. 
do you have another friend who then like maybe you can alternate things like that like yeah friend that okay you're gonna watch she's gonna watch the, all the kids for a couple hours and then you're gonna watch all the kids for a couple hours like things like that so you know not everyone can maybe afford to like pay for a, a babysitter or a nanny to come over and help from time to time but like just find ways to get creative and if you feel like I'm drained I'm stuck I'm exhausted find ways to, to get creative because you do deserve to actually feel like your cup is full too. I love that. That's, that's a good point to share. So I have one more question for you. And so why do women struggle to shift back into their feminine energy, even when they recognize that they are in their masculine energy? Yeah, definitely. So I think this is kind of like any cycle that you have in your life that you're repeating. There's, I talk about a twofold kind of approach with my clients where anytime you're trying to shift a cycle, you one need to start taking new actions, but two, you also need to figure out why you've been in this cycle to begin with. And a lot of it's not just like, okay, yeah, like, you know, society has conditioned us to be like more masculine. There's often deeper things. Like, what does that specifically look like for you? So there's an awareness of what is my journey? What are my experiences? And the cycles that you are repeating are because of wounds. They're because of just the dynamic or environment that you grew up in. And so it really does require you to get really aware and to actually heal the reasons that you are repeating those cycles. So like, for example... Again, if you find that you're the giver in all your relationships and you're even doing that um, in, in dating early on, maybe you're attracting guys who are more of takers, figuring out like, okay, if someone is giving to try to make someone like them more or because they feel like they have to in order to have value, like that's like, that should be an alarm bell. Like, wait a second, where did that come from? Um, and so figuring out like, okay, what am I actually believing about myself here? What am I believing about my value? Like, do I actually feel like I have to do all these things in order for someone to want me? And that, you know, like my presence alone actually doesn't have value. So figuring out what is it that you're actually believing about your value? And then some good questions to kind of ask yourself are like, when is the first time that I started believing this? How old was I when I started believing this? Where did this come from? See if you have any memories because with any kind of belief systems that we have, we might have repeated experiences throughout our childhood and teen years, but there is a moment where it solidifies as a belief. And so for example, it's like it's like maybe you you did a certain behavior and your your parent like um, would withdraw love when you did it. Okay, well you're probably gonna try again a few times, and then maybe it's like the fifth time or the sixth time or the twentieth time, but something finally clicks. Like oh, when I do this, my parent reacts this way. That must mean I'm a burden. That must mean I'm unwanted. So figuring out like 
where did I actually really start believing these things? And that it requires you, yeah, to be aware. It requires you to just be curious about yourself and your journey. And it also requires a lot of self-compassion and, and kind of going inward and like I'll dialogue with myself and I'll encourage my clients to do the same. We'll kind of walk through these things of like the version of you that thinks she has to do all these things for other people in order to earn love or in order to be lovable. That is a very sad, very heartbroken child that is still inside you that you are carrying with you. And so finding those memories that come up related to, to that fear about your worth and just like speaking love to that version of you speaking compassion. So like I'll do our like I'll kind of like hold my hands to my chest and I'll just kind of envision that version of myself. And I'll be like, Emily, I'm so sorry that you felt that way. I'm so sorry that you are going through this experience. Um, it makes all the sense in the world that you are feeling like a burden right now, but I love you and I want you and I'm not going to leave you. So that's really part of like doing the work with your inner child. And if you find yourself unable to break the cycles just through taking actions, it means that there's healing work that needs to be done as well. So yes, it's definitely getting down to the root problem of why you're feeling the way that you're doing, like the feeling the way that you're feeling. And it's, it's a lot more than just being like, oh, I'm in my masculine energy. Let me shift to my feminine energy because that goes way deeper. And if you think that's what it is, that's mm-hmm. when you find yourself struggling. So it's kind of just like, okay, well, why am I ma- in my masculine energy? Yeah. What made me yeah. believe that this is the way to go? It's just asking, like, it's just being curious and asking mm-hmm. yourself, well, did something happen in my childhood? Like, I remember mm-hmm. Mike and I, we got into like an argument and I threw a tantrum, you know? And mm-hmm. I thought about it after it was just so over something so over something so small, but I acted like a baby, you know, I just Mm -hmm. like kind of like walked out of the room in front of everybody. And I just threw a tantrum and, you know, I came home after and I'm just like, why did I do that? Like, what what was Mm -hmm. my problem? Because it's not anything that he said. I I, no, it's not because I wanted a pair of shoes. Okay, this is what it was. To be honest, I really wanted a pair of shoes. I fell in love with this pair. He says they look really good. Yeah, no problem. But then he was trying, he, he wasn't convincing me not to get them. It's because we were traveling for like, we're, we're traveling. So we have two suitcases. He goes, are these going to, are these shoes even going to fit into your suitcase? You know? So he was just trying to he was just trying to give me advice because he just had like the best intentions being like, I can get them for you, but are they going to fit into your suitcase? And when mm-hmm. I, and then I just didn't end up getting them because I just threw a tantrum and I just left because in my world, when I thought about it later and I'm just like, it wasn't because of the pair of shoes, you know, right. but mm-hmm. I'm just like, and I went deeper and I'm just like, what happened in my past yeah that I threw this tantrum and I was very self-aware because I was like, I don't like the way that I acted. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way that people saw me act. Why did I do that? And then I realized that 
he my father used to do that you know Mm -hmm. my father used to like you know get me excited for something and then convince me while I'm there not to get it like it was just it was something Mm -hmm. like so small but so weird and I would throw a tantrum and I would leave because I thought he was just Mm -hmm. convincing me not to but my dad also wanted the best intentions for me because I just wanted some random things you know he's like well is this the best like are you sure Mm -hmm. you want this and I just thought they were just convincing me out of getting it and I went to Mike after and I'm just like hey like I'm sorry for throwing that tantrum but I think the reason why and I was very vulnerable and I was like I think the reason why I did that is because you acted too much of like a father figure to me you know rather than you know I would say like my lover you know not a Mm -hmm. like I don't I don't want to I don't want to date my dad or I don't want to be married to my dad but in that moment it just reminded me of my father where you thought you knew what was best for me rather than me making the decision for myself and that obviously is vice versa to him because sometimes I act way too much of a mother to him and I take like because I feel like he can't make decisions for himself and he's like you know what that makes sense but now I understand that you know, and he goes, Hey, next time I act that way, why can't you just pull me to the side and being like, Hey babe, like you're acting way too much of like my father right now. I still want the pair of shoes. Like that's the decision that I want to make for myself. And he would have been like, no problem. He goes, I didn't even know I was in that energy. He's like, but you throwing the tantrum didn't make things better. But now I was able to kind of go back and be self-aware as to what happened in my childhood that made me react the way that I did. So it's definitely way more than being like, oh, I did my masculine energy here. Now I'm going to shift into my feminine because if that's the way you're going, you're just putting a bandaid and you're always going to find yourself in that cycle of like, oh, now I was in my masculine. Now I just have to be cute and nurturing. I'm back in my feminine. Oh, now I did it again. And then I did it again. It's like, you're never really healing. You're just always sticking a bandaid on the sore instead of healing the sore. Yes, exactly. And like, that's not sustainable. That's like putting on an act or it's like, yeah. And and in the moment that you're triggered, (laughs) like you Mm -hmm. talked about, you're like, oh shoot. I'm like, not like my, my mask has fallen down. Oh no. Um, and so, yeah, that's why it is like so important to do that healing in like, uh, one of the big things that I do talk about with clients is working through our triggers. And so what you were talking about, I was like, 100%, 100%. And like those things will continue to come up even as you do healing. And so it's important to like, have that awareness of like, oh, this is actually really bothersome to me not apart from just the way he acted, like maybe the way he acted, like he could have been a little better, but the fact that it's so over the top bothersome to me, like realizing like, Oh, Hmm, maybe that's a me problem. Like actually learning how to go inward and reflect on those things. Because if not, then you end up just projecting onto your partner and blaming them for everything that upsets you when it's like, Sometimes it's a little their fault. Sometimes it's a lot their fault, but sometimes it's like mostly just that it reminds you of something previous in your life. It's just a trigger for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, instead of putting a bandaid, it's kind of just asking yourself, why am I triggered by this? Yeah. Because you yeah. will always, if you don't answer that question for yourself, 
you will always be triggered by the same thing over and over and over again. But if you're self-aware of that trigger and you're able to heal that trigger, Mm -hmm. that's where the real, that's where you're able to reach your best self. Because the next time it happens, you're like, wait, I already healed this. I'm good. I'm happy. Like it can't get to me anymore. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a journey. And I always tell people like, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's time frame is different. It's a never ending journey. Like I will be right. on this journey for the rest of my life, but I'm definitely much better than I used to be even yesterday, yeah. three months ago, a year ago. So it comes to that point where, and there is like the bad moment where you have to confront right. your skeletons and your demons right. and your trauma. And that's the hardest part. But mm-hmm. after you do that, it gets so much easier after that. Once you're yeah. fully, I would say, like awake, like consciously awake with yourself, it gets so much easier. But just yeah. for anybody listening, like don't compare your journey to right. anybody else's journey because everybody in this world has gone through different experiences. No, not one person has experienced the same thing. You know, it's everybody's journey is differently. Everybody, I would say, interprets their story differently. So just be patient with yourself. Like, understand that you want to take this journey and it's going to be a hard one, but it's such a beautiful one to take. Yeah, 100%. And like, yeah, everybody's running their own race. It's not, you know, you're not against each other. Yeah, you're, you're just working on becoming a better version of yourself than you were the day before, like you said. So yeah, and it 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 definitely can be daunting to go on this journey, which is why like, if you feel like you're really overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, like find a counselor, find a coach, like find a course, like do something because there are people who are many steps ahead of you who can look at your problem and know like, exactly what's going on and they can help guide you like you don't have to stay like drowning in all these things you do have to face all the feelings you do have to face all the pain like that part is on you but I think a lot of people don't realize like once you go through it you feel so much lighter so it might be hard in the short term but on the other side you just feel like freer Mm -hmm. and even like it's crazy physiologically, like things can change when you, when you heal too. Like I know for me, I went on a a women's retreat one time and did a lot of work related to my dad. And at the end, I kept saying that food had more flavor. It was the craziest thing. It was like, I think that whatever trauma was in there was just occupying part of my brain. And then it just freed that up and had a little more space. So a lot of that food, (laughs) yeah, different things like that can happen. And it's just like, you no longer have this weight that you didn't even know you were carrying until you release those things. Yeah. Having Mm -hmm. a mentor in everything, like a life coach, feminine coach, therapist, business coach, whatever it is like, that's why they're there. It's because they went through the same things you have and they understand your problem. So if you're just having, if you're just starting this journey and you want to get a coach, don't think you need to do it all by yourself because there's people Mm -hmm. there to help you along with the journey to make you realize like, Hey, it's okay. Whatever you're going through, like, I understand, like, 
These are the steps that you could take and actually, actually implementing the steps, you know, mm-hmm. like for anybody listening to this, like podcast, like it's more than just listening to a podcast. It's just really taking in what you want to and really changing yourself for the better. Cause mm-hmm. I could read all the books in the world. I can listen to all the podcasts. I can, let's say, watch all the TV shows or YouTube videos on femininity, but what good is it going to give me if I'm really not taking the steps to implement yeah. them and do the work and see my life change for the better? So my last question for you is where do people find you? Yeah, so I'm primarily on Instagram and TikTok. Um, so I think my Instagram is Emily A. Dini, D-I-N-I. And then my TikTok is just Emily Dini without the A in the middle. Um, and yeah, so you can find me on there. I have like my link tree with all my different things. I do have a one-on-one program that's currently going that is rolling admissions. So if at any point anyone wants to join and it's called the Worthy Woman Academy. So all about working on your self-worth and helping you kind of re-enter your feminine from a very like holistic place. So we're not just like, here's all the tricks. It's like, why are you even in your masculine in the first place? So yeah, those are primarily the places that you can find me. I love that. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You were awesome. I learned a lot from you and yeah, thank you for sharing it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Angelica. This was great. Yes. We will definitely do this again. I'd love to. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Bring Back Femininity podcast. I hope our conversation today has inspired you to tap into your feminine energy, embrace your higher self, and live a more authentically empowered life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends who might find it valuable and make sure to follow us so you never miss a new episode. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us with your feedback and suggestions. Remember, you are unique, beautiful, and capable of amazing things. Keep shining your light and embracing your feminine power. Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Feminine podcast and until next time, keep bringing back femininity.